What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? It's your boy Chris Dow with my guy Clarence. We got another episode of Arrowhead Chief Podcast today. We got a special guest coming on today to talk Chargers and Chiefs, AFC West Showdown, Sunday Night Football. Let's talk Chiefs. Yeah, Arrowhead Chiefs. It's your girl, Miss Nicole. Okay. Queen of Hustle, baby. Uh-huh. Started from the bottom, now we here. My homie at the start of his career. Let's go. Try to win him early, hit the truth. Uh-huh. Tuning every Sunday for the juice. Arrowhead Chief Podcast, bringing all the news. If you miss the play, come back for reviews. Chris Out here rapping for the crew. Post game highlights, go subscribe on YouTube. If you miss the play, come back for reviews. Post game highlights, go subscribe on YouTube. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? We're back with another edition of Arrowhead Chief Podcast. Here to preview the Chiefs versus the Chargers Sunday night football showdown. Uh, big playoff implications, uh, big division game in- implications. The Chargers are still very much into in this game. If they get a win on Sunday, it could still mean that they could still steal the division from us. So before we do all that, what's up, Clarence? Cooling, bro. Cooling. Ready to go Sunday night. Let's get it, dog. Division yeah, game, bro. Yeah, yeah. This is this is this is when it counts. This is this is this is do or die football. It's, it's getting into them to them crunch time games. So I'm I'm fired up. Most definitely, most definitely. And before we uh, talk to our uh, introduce our guests, we want to give a shout out to everyone in quarterback. Um, you look down at the bottom. There's a link down there. EMQPodcast.com/slash locker dash room if you go there you'll see a various many podcasts on there patriots 49ers uh, uh jets one uh, uh and our podcast arrowhead chief podcast is on there if you click on there you'll find it you can get all our episodes they also have a podcast every morning quarterback um shout out to anthony brandon connor and zach they do their own podcast where they talk about everything league-wide, and they have betting tips also for the week, and they talk college football also. So go ahead, give them a check out, subscribe to the channel. Also, our guest today, who's also part of them, uh, the Charger Powder Hour. They came on earlier this year when we had the uh, Thursday night game early in the year. And back again, the homie Colin. How you doing, Colin, man? Doing good. Thanks for having me on again, guys. It was uh, we had a good time last time we talked Chiefs and Chargers, and um, ended up being a really great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't go the Chargers way, so I'm sure you guys were pretty happy with that one. But all in all, man, um, anytime these two teams get together, it's it's good football. It's exciting, and there's usually lots on the line, so should be another good one. Mm-hmm. Most def, most definitely, man, and. Just like, you know, the last one was a nail-biter. This one's going to be uh, probably be a nail-biter again. No matter how many, who's injured, who's what, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, you got, it always finds a, finds a way to be competitive. And that's just how, you know, those division games, like Clarence mm-hmm. said earlier, you know, like last night, Washington and, uh, and Eagles, nobody expected the uh, Washington commanders to beat the Eagles the way the Eagles have been playing. And they came in there and – show that you know they still in it <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's definitely definitely going to be a, a big matchup 
before we talk about the game and you know some other topics uh pertaining to the chargers let's go ahead and talk about the afc and afc west first with the afc west now coming into the season of course like anybody you know when you the off season is always going to be just as big as the season because we're so excited to uh, see football. So we see all the moves being made within the division. You see the Raiders making moves. You see you guys are making moves. Uh, the Chiefs are making, you know, small moves, but they're making moves, trading away Tyreek Hill and getting Juju and all this stuff. Uh, Broncos getting Russell Wilson. So, we were, you know, perceived to be, oh, this is going to be the division and we're going to beat on each other and it's going to come down to the wire. But, um, you know, with injuries and, you know, the Broncos are not as good. Russell Wilson looks like he's a shell of himself. Uh, the, the Raiders are just a mess. They're just all over the place. You got my man Derek Carr on the podium <laughs> on Sunday crying and stuff. He He's depressed. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh, that's great. <laughs> so... And then you guys, you know, mostly, you know, you guys are dealing with injuries from Bosa to Keenan Allen. He hasn't been on the field. And Mike Williams, unfortunately, mm-hmm. gets hurt. He's out. You know, hopefully those guys can get back this week. But um, it's, it's just, you know, it's funny how you can look at something on paper and then, you know, you still got to play the game. <laughs> and, and, you know, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's what it comes down to. And I just want to get your guys' thoughts on how to, how the AFC West has shaped out so far. Start with you, Carl. I'll let you go, Connor. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great, I think that's a great way to start the show. And um, it's so funny because the last time, you know, we caught up, it was what, like the beginning of September, mid September. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. A lot has gone down since we've last caught up. And yeah, man, it's, uh, it's kind of the division that everyone thought was going to be the, uh, the big boy division and it's really just mm-hmm. quite the opposite i mean like you said uh russell wilson has not looked great at all this year which to be honest with you is actually pretty surprising i mean when he signed that contract i didn't think they would get his prime for the entire of the contract but i didn't think that they wouldn't get anything out of him i mean yeah. he's been uh not good which has been really surprising and yeah man the nothing makes my heart uh sing more than just watching the uh the raiders just drown in their misery i, I love it man when i when i saw Derek carr up there crying i i literally just the chargers game hadn't even started yet and my sunday was already made so um absolutely uh no no love lost there but um yeah man it's it's a crazy division i still think i mean it's a two-man race i I think it's been a two-team race this entire time. Um, And really for the Chargers, it's just going to be a matter of how healthy can you get in these next couple of weeks to try to load up and and make a a late-season push for the playoffs. So we'll see um, what additions they get back and which additions come back and and step up. Go ahead, Clarence. You know, I I agree with you, Colin. Like – when you when you look at Russ, so last year before the injury, the Seahawks was competitive. They was able to to spread the ball to DK and the Lockett. And the offense was putting up points in Seattle, and then the injury happens. That 
They go on that skid, then Russ comes back, and they start winning football games and almost, I mean, just almost made the playoffs last year. And then you see him go to Denver this year, and the expectation, like, nobody saw Russ playing like that. Nobody. You know what I mean? Um, even still, though, like, with, with all the additions, you know, Russ coming over and Chandler Jones and this and that, like, I always felt like there was – two teams in the AFC West that was going to be there at the end of the year. And that was, it was going to come down to the chiefs and the Chargers at in the end, you know what I'm saying? Like Herbert is younger. Herbert's arm is stronger. You know what I'm saying? He he's, and that, and that matters, you know what I'm saying? Given the fact that you got a car who has been up and down his entire career. And we see now that Russ, I mean, his, his arm talent has just fell off a damn cliff. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think, and and pretty much how Pat was alluding to it, like, it's gonna be the Chiefs and the Chargers, like, and here we are right now. You know what I'm saying? Sunday night football. Who wins it? Probably wins the division. There's no probably to it. Like, they yeah. had that lead in the division. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I wasn't expecting the Broncos to be so bad, and it's not. I don't think. Okay, so. Russell Wilson's been bad. We're not, I'm not discounting mm-hmm. that, but it, it I think it's accentuated with bad coaching too. You got a horrible coach in Nathaniel Hackett who can't cover up Russell Wilson's badness. Like I think if he had a better, like if Sean Payton was the coach of the Broncos, I think he could kind of cover up some of that badness from Russell Wilson because he would scheme it up better. You know, go ahead, Glance. I, I also think. To- I also think Javante Williams being hurt played a yeah. huge part in it too. Like, yeah, I think Javante Williams was going to be like that that workhorse, yeah, to take mm-hmm. that pressure off the rust. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, definitely. He uh, losing him for the season that ultimately killed their season because he's their and best. He's their best player. They haven't had uh, Tim Patrick for him too season at all either. So that's another big receiving threat. Yeah, he he got hurt early. Yeah. Cause he's yeah. like that deep threat. He's like the speed guy who mm-hmm. can get, you know, who gets open deep. So, yeah, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't expecting the Broncos to be this bad. The Raiders. I thought the Raiders were going to be decent. I thought they was going to be like a six, seven seed, maybe even a fifth mm-hmm. seed. I didn't think they was had a chance to win mm-hmm. the division. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I'm not a big Derek mm-hmm. Carr guy. I don't think Derek Carr. He's 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 solid. Mm-hmm. He's he's a he's a cool quarterback. Mm-hmm. He can keep your team afloat mm-hmm. if you have the right pieces around mm-hmm. him and the right coaching. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have all that around him, mm-hmm. he's not he's not going to mm-hmm. succeed. He's just not. Now I commend them. Last year, it was mm-hmm. a dumpster fire. Last year when they lost rugs and you know all these players to a litany of things, but Groovy. you know mm-hmm. he, he, and they went to the playoffs and they even probably should have beat the uh, the Bengals in that game. But still. This year, you come in, yeah, you know, you got, you think Josh McDaniels has learned from his last stint, you know, when he coached the Broncos. He was young. He thought he was Belichick. Mm -hmm. He learned his lesson. So you think he's going to come in with a different mindset. But it's just not, it hasn't worked out. It just has not worked out at all. And they're just a dumpster fire now. It's just like, (laughs) they're not, I, I don't think they're buying into the program no more. Uh, the Chandler Jones trade hasn't worked out. He he's only had a, he's got a ha- like one and a half sacks in nine games. 
which I kind of I, I, I thought that he wasn't going to work out anyway. I thought he was overrated uh, from last season. I thought he had one great game and then he had and then the rest of the season. It was just like, OK, he's cool. But, yeah. you know, coming in this season, I didn't really expect too much from Chandler Jones. Max Crosby is still good. He's still a good player, but there's only so much Max Crosby can do. And then I didn't, their secondary is not that good. I just, <laughs> Devontae Adams is still Devontae Adams. He's still putting up numbers. He's like top, he's still what, top five in receiving yards. So he's still doing his thing, but I just don't believe in Derek Carr. And then when it comes to you guys, I just feel like injuries, which I don't know what it is. I don't know if you guys need to fire y'all medical staff with the charges. Because every year it's like a big injury to you guys that kill y'all season. Or, you know, Bosa's always hurt. Yeah. Keenan Allen stays hurt. Like he, he's all pro injury list yeah. every year. So it's just like, and if you guys just stay healthy, I believe you guys will be right there in the thick of things with the Dolphins, the Bills, the Jets, the Ravens. Mm-hmm. All you know, this AFC is still tight. Like, I'm not sitting up here with my feet kicked up thinking, oh, the Chiefs got this. Like, no, we still gotta win games. Like, <laughs> this this thing is still tight, and anything can happen in these next what eight games. Anything can happen. This could come down to week 17. When you know dudes are still fighting for number one positioning in the playoffs, so this thing is not you know settled by no means. And if you guys get healthy <laughs> and just start stringing some wins, because y'all you guys probably should have beat the 49ers the other night. If you guys had more weapons and maybe if Bosa's there, I think you guys probably would have won that game. Because yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm not a Jimmy G guy. You know, I, I don't think Jimmy G's that good. You, you, you said too much, Chris. Okay. That's, that's me. I'm just saying. Okay, okay just Chris. Me. Let's wrap it up. You ain't, you ain't got to talk trash about Jimmy G. No. I think Stop. Stay on topic. I'm not, a, I'm not a Jimmy G guy. <laughs> Stay on topic. Get off the Niners, bro. Basically, what we were saying was, and it, it, it sucks so much when your team just gets riddled with injuries because it's – it's almost like it's the worst way for a season to die because you don't want to use it as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Players want to use it as an excuse. Your mm-hmm. opponents care if you're injured. They don't want to hear about it. The Chiefs, yeah. you think Chiefs care that we're mm-hmm. going to come in, they're going to treat it mm-hmm. like a game. And as a fan, it sucks, man, because you know deep down what the underlying issue is, but it's almost like, it's the elephant in the room that you can't talk about because uh, other fans give you crap. Yeah. Well, you know, this team was hurt too. And, and, and I, I get it. Like injuries happen. Um, but when you're as decimated as this team is, uh, it's just hard to win games. I mean, you, you the talent level that you're putting out there um, is just head and shoulders below uh, your opponents. And I think that was uh, the <laughs> point of the Niners game on Sunday, you know, I think that was, was evident at times in the game. You know, we, at the end of the game, we only had three interior defense alignment. We couldn't even run our base running package against wow. Niners offense that just loves to run. So it's tough, man. Again, we're not using it as an excuse by any means, but, um, you know, we do have some reinforcements coming. So 
um, like I said earlier, you know, that's going to, that, that's really the kind of where their season lies right now is just the reinforcements that you get back here in the next couple of weeks. And if that's enough to, to, to put you in. Yeah, most definitely. Cause I mean, yeah, losing all them. No, go ahead. Clash. No, I was just going to say, I was just going to touch on the fact, you know, Sunday night, you know, losing that D line, like, what, I, how many did y'all finish the game with? Like three that was healthy. The, I mean, the, like they, yeah. I mean, and that was it for like, what was it? The last seven, eight minutes of the fourth. Like, yeah. It, I mean, the deck is stacked against you at that point. Cause you dealing with they offensive line who is just big and nasty and will just maul you into the damn ground. Elijah Mitchell was on, was on, on, Sunday night, and then you throw Christian McCaffrey in there with uh, juice blocking. Like, I mean, it, it was just too much for that D line. I, I, I kind of felt bad for y'all. Like, damn, they can't stay healthy. Like, just drop it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. it's terrible, man. I think the only other season I've seen as bad as this one, and I think it still takes the cake for being just the worst season maybe ever. Um, but 2016, mm. you know, just as decimated, I think I think that for now, at least why that season is worse injury wise is because every injury that season was like a season ender. I mean, it didn't matter who went down. They were gone for the, um, yeah. some silver linings, you know, with guys like Bosa, Allen, Mike Williams, um, come back. I, I think even Rashawn Slater, could come back if they make the playoffs. I don't know mm-hmm. where that is, mm-hmm. but I think I've seen some some articles on that. But you know, I I still think they have enough pieces out there. Um, offensively, getting Keenan and Mike back, I think really can solve ninety percent of the issues that they have right now on offense, just with those two guys. So um, hopefully they play this week. I think they're trending trending towards that way. But we'll see how the uh, the practice reports look like this week. Yeah, definitely, definitely something to look out for. Now, going into this season, you know, Brandon Staley, you know, he has his, you know, controversy with, you know, his coaching, the way he coaches, you know, with his aggressiveness. That was the whole thing about him coming into the season. And then it seems like this season is like he wants to be aggressive, then he don't want to be aggressive. It's like, he hears what the national media said about him, and he's like, well, I don't want to be aggressive. here." When he when he's supposed to be aggressive, he don't be aggressive. But then when he's not supposed to be aggressive, he's aggressive. And, it, and it don't, I, I think it ends up costing your team, you know, you know, wins, you know, when it, when he does stuff like that. It's like, I'd rather him be consistent in that. Like, if you want to be aggressive, just be aggressive. I mean, I'd rather you go all out with it. Then you'd be like, oh, I'm gonna be aggressive then, but nah, I'm gonna wait to be aggressive. I'm gonna kick the field goal here, but I ain't gonna go for fourth and one here. And you at the 20 on your on the other team side. It's like, come on. So what is the census around Brandon Staley now going in like while we're in midseason? Great question. Um, you know, I think most of Chargers Twitter and, and social media still is is in support. Of, of Brandon Staley. I think one thing he's done over the last three, four or five weeks um, to really kind of, to, I guess, you know, 
calm the storm of, you know, fans getting upset was just his defense has looked a lot more consistent. Um, and I think, you know, the first couple of weeks it was, it was inconsistent and, you know, there were, you were starting to see, you know, mumblings on online of, well, isn't this guy supposed to be the, uh, the defensive guru? Like why is our defense look lost and a little, you know, subpar and they've really, they've really uh, tightened down that, uh, you know, the hatch on, on the defense. And, um, you know, I think overall things are, are pretty, I would say neutral positive on, on Staley. I think it's funny what you mentioned though, about the analytics and going for it on fourth, you know, that's kind of how he's made a name for himself early on in his career. And, you know, it is, funny it's almost like he heard and listened to a lot of the critics um over the offseason and uh you know in training camp because he hasn't been as aggressive this year and it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing I mean I think there's uh you know lessons he learned last year as a rookie coach you know failing and um you know I think overall he's He's still that analytical guy, um, and he'll he'll surprise you sometimes. I don't know if you guys uh, if you guys caught the the Cleveland Browns game a few weeks ago. Uh, the decision for for him to go for it on fourth down at our own like, mm-hmm. forty with like less than a minute to go, um, tied ball game. So if you don't get it, all they have to do is kick a field goal. It's game, and that's that. They go for it on fourth and two, don't get it. Cleveland takes over, and they miss a 51 or 52-yarder that would have won it. He got bailed Mm. out for that one. I think that was probably the point in the season where people were the most upset with him. Mm. Um, He's had a couple – let's see. Yeah, they've they've, uh, been one and two, I think, since that that game. So – it's been a lot of ups and downs, man. He's he's five and four. I honestly think like the overall grade on him right now, if I were to give him a report card, it would be a C plus uh, for this season. And nothing, nothing spectacular, uh, but also realizing that, I mean, he's he's had some really unfortunate luck with with losing guys. So um, I think his job is 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 definitely safe. I don't think anyone's calling for his job at the moment um you know right now it seems like if there's any coach that's on the hot seat with the chargers it's it's definitely the uh offensive coordinator bill lombardi and i was just about to ask you about him like um because it seems like okay in the in the first half you guys will score score but then it's like i don't know if the scheme just gets figured out quick because then in the second half it's like you guys have a tough time scoring i saw that you know Throughout the season, um, you guys in the second half just – I don't know. It's just like you, you guys are not offensively the same as you guys are in the first half. Um, yeah. Do you guys feel like your offense should be, you know, more opened up? Do you feel like it's like <laughs> – it's too simple? Because I feel like you guys, you know, with with, with Justin Herbert, man, it, it, I see a lot of like a line of script, a lot of plays at the line of scrimmage, nothing like – down the field, nothing striking down the field, nothing going deep. Is everything is like 
hike and he throws a, a screen pass to a receiver to try to make something happen. Like, do you guys feel like that when it comes to your OC? Yeah, like I'll, I'll tell you, I, I'm not a fan, um, and we've been, we've been vocal about that on our on our podcast. Um, you know, I think it's probably. 65 35 percentage wise is 65 the majority of charger fans on twitter and social media that are pretty much sick of them at this point they're, they're already over him um the i think the other you know, 35 percent that still support and want to be optimistic um i really think the only argument that they have uh is just the injuries you know and it's it's easy to make excuses when you know you're missing pretty much your entire offense. I mean, this team is missing their wide receiver one, their wide receiver two, their wide receiver four and five, their second running back, both tight ends. Uh, yeah, it, it's just it's it's really ridiculous. So in that sense, I think he gets a little bit a little bit of slack, but. Yeah, man, there's no excuse when Justin Herbert is your quarterback for, you know, uh, all these screen passes. And I, I get you have Austin Eckler. That's great. But you got to find to spread the ball down the field. And the last couple of weeks, we've seen more and more flashes of that. Mm-hmm. And I think a big part of it does have to do with Herbert's ribs that he hurt in, in the first Chiefs game. And. Um, he's finally kind of looking more comfortable and a little bit like his old self. Um, but yeah, as far as Lombardi, I can tell you most most fans are, are kind of over the Lombardi experiment, and um, it'll be interesting to see what Brandon Daly does. You know, he's good friends with with Lombardi. Um, they know each other um, just from around the league, and. Uh, and it's, I think, I think Lombardi will get the rest of the season to, you know, have a, have a chance and do what he does. But I think the writing could be on the wall for him if uh, Softens doesn't get going over the next couple of weeks. Okay, you got anything, Clarence? So let me ask you. Yeah, I was just going to ask him. So, like, is it time to to move on from Austin Eckler, or do y'all still feel like he? He needs to be, be that that RB1 in the offense. Because, I mean, you know, he's still capable of, of being Austin Eckler and flashing, you know, from time to time. At least the games that I've seen. I mean, you talk about the Cleveland game. I think he went for over 100 in that game. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, it just I, – I, I'm just curious what y'all see in that position. Uh, because when you look at that that offense, first of all, if you don't know, like the running game is everything to me. Like I believe every offense needs to have an identity on the ground, number one. Um, but, you know, for y'all offense going into the year, like it was two reliable tight ends. And then you had uh, Keenan Allen, you have uh, Williams, and then you had uh, Guyton and Reed, and uh, Deron Carter, if I'm saying his name right, number one. And then you had Eckler. Then you went and got Sonny Michelle. So it looked like what it was setting up to be was, okay, we're going to try to stretch the field a little bit more with this running game. Like we can get to the edge with Eckler. We can pound you up the middle with Sonny Michelle, but we want to try to have that identity and, and utilize the athleticism of the tight ends 
be able to work Keenan Allen underneath. You know what I'm saying? And and it looked like everything just because of injuries, you know, Slater and 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 having uh the right tackle that that inconsistent it looked like everything just kind of fell apart. But even still, like, do y'all still feel like Eckler needs to be that number one guy for y'all moving moving, you know, into the future with, with Herbert? Yeah, I I, I definitely think I think so. Um, I, he's a he's a fan favorite. Charger fans absolutely love and adore Austin Eckler. Um, he does a lot for the the Bolt fan, the community, and the off season. Uh, gives back. And he, like he's he's a great player. Um, there's no denying that. Um, like I, I think more do, um, and I'll I'll, I'll stand on this uh, in this boat of look. I think more of it can be done with the scheme and scheming a guy like Austin Eckler up for a guy like mm-hmm. Justin Herbert. For, I think most Charger fans are, are kind of mm-hmm. looking at the party and being like, bro, like you got, you got Austin Eckler in there. You got Justin Herbert, you know, you got once some of these guys mm-hmm. get back in the lineup, you, you have mm-hmm. so much to work with. Um, but we've seen a couple games with Mike, like Mike Williams hasn't been hurt all year. We've seen him in action and it's kind of the same thing when those guys, still on the field you know obviously more opens up for for justin and he can do a little bit more with that talent on the field but um like i think i think letting a guy like austin Eckler walk just be the only other guy that you can compare him to is mccaffrey and they're just like he's a touchdown machine i mean Mm -hmm. you can you can give him the ball in open space and there's been times as a fan I'm like all right he's gonna get eight maybe 10 yards out of this and he takes it 30 40 yards to the house breaking tackles spinning around mm-hmm. he's just he's a he's a freak man it's it's been really fun to watch him uh grow as a player and and the practice squad and uh, a legit rb1 in in a league where you know five eight guys just aren't aren't RB1. So, yeah, yeah, man, I definitely, to answer your question, I think yes, for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. I would like to see a a more complex offense with some, uh, you know, more ability to scheme scheme a guy like him up. But um, he's a great emergency weapon, too, for for her. When no one else is open, like, just get it to Eckler. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Once Mom, he get in space, like he dynamic as hell. Go ahead. Yeah, he is. No, no, you good. No, I was just gonna say, uh, no, I, I like Austin Eckler too. My only my only gripe with Austin Eckler was his injury, you know, history. Like he would get injured a lot, you know. He'd be out three or four or five games and then, you know, come back and then but other than that, I think he's a I think he's a really good player, you know, especially catching the, the football out of the backfield. That's one of his, you know, he's one of the best in the league for that. So and yeah. They're getting close on um, a, a legit complimentary back. You know, I think Josh Kelly, who mm-hmm. is the IR, um, had a nice yeah. He's in his uh, third third year, I think, um, mm-hmm. and really kind of having a back year. But Isaiah Spiller, a rookie that we drafted out of AM, mm-hmm. also has has been active the last couple weeks, and it's been it's been fun to see some of those guys behind him get involved and. Um, mm-hmm. I think either Josh Kelly or Isaiah Butler could be the RB two 
moving forward. And you guys should see some Isaiah Spiller on Sunday night. So um, he's a he's a kid that I'm excited for. What's up, bro? Yeah, most definitely, most definitely, man. Pretty for sure we'll see him on Sunday. <laughs> so now coming into this season, um, Justin Herbert was gonna be he was looked at as the you know one of the favorites to win the MVP this year. He was one of the reasons why everybody was looking at you guys being Super Bowl favorites. A lot of the national media thought you guys were gonna be the Super Bowl favorites because this was gonna be the year of Josh Her- you know, Justin Herbert. And Josh Allen, you know, those, that's what everybody was talking about. Those two right there at the top, they're going to win the MVP. It's going to be between those two guys. But unfortunately, with injuries, injuries to himself, he had a rib injury. He's fighting through that. He's losing receivers left and right. Offensive lines falling apart. Like, it just, you know, it just hasn't gone Justin Herbert's way. But, you know, you got to – I give kudos to the kid because he's still fighting through and he's still out there battling – with his with his teammates and, and his and, you know his team, but what is the consensus uh, with you guys with Justin Herbert going at, you know at, as the season is right now? Um, I mean, I think yeah, just exactly what you said. You know, um, uh, a little disappointing just based off of the the preseason. You know, really doesn't have anything to do with him. I mean his playing just, you know, his ribs affecting him and, and um, not having key playmakers out there. But look, man, I can tell you that Charger fans are, we don't have much, right. But one thing that we do have is a quarterback and that's the biggest thing that you need. And I can tell you, no matter how banged up we are, we always feel like we have a chance when 10 is back there. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, even I'm, uh, Chargers fan, oh five, oh four, and I mean, even all those years with with Philip, um, yeah, you know, fans love Philip. I mean, he's he's like the the god uh, for Chargers football. But uh, you, just, you didn't have that feeling when Philip was out there. You know, you, you knew he was good. You knew he could ball, but you you were really kind of hoping that the entire team could put something together and and get a win. With with Justin, man, it's Hey man, let's ride. Like let's ride. Um, he, mm-hmm. We're never out of it. I mean, you saw what he did after he cracked his ribs in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Through just a dot down the field, yeah. five, forty yards. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I would like to see him grow a little bit more um, as a complete quarterback. I think it was so weird watching him out of come out of Oregon and um, watching him run. And, and get out of the pocket and and uh, I don't know if you guys watched the I think it was the Rose Bowl game against Wisconsin this senior year. Dude had like three mm-hmm. runs, two three runs for like 40, 50 yards apiece. Um, and so it just feels like he's kind of lost some of that dual threat ability. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the actual ability that he's lost. I think it's just mm-hmm. the the coaching and uh, <laughs> like brainwashing, I guess of. Of hey man, this is like this is our our type of uh, QB play. Stay in the pocket, um, you know. Don't get hit. Throw the ball away. So there are times where I would like to see him utilize his feet more. Uh, you know, I think you guys have one of the best guys that in the league that does that in Mahomes. You know, just 
what you can create with your feet is, you know, an extra second or two of separation or, um, you know, a, a window that might not have been there in the pocket. But once you get out of the pocket, you know, some, let these wide receivers um, use their skills to get open and just extend plays a little mm-hmm. bit more. I think more could be there for you, but all in all, man, I think he's still, he's a perennial MVP candidate every season. I think for the next 10 years, he should be, it should be him, Mahomes, Allen and, and Burrow. And those should be the, the MVP candidates every, every season until someone else comes up and, and, uh, shows that they, they belong in that. So, um, yeah, man, he's the future. He's the present. He's, He's everything for us. You got anything, Clarence? Nah. Nah, that's pretty spot on. Yeah, and, and it, you know, to add on to what you said about him running this season, I think it had more so to do with the rib injury. I probably They probably didn't want him to be exposed, getting hit, you know, exposing those ribs to injury, getting hit by a defensive lineman or a linebacker, you know, safety, whatever. You know, they probably was trying to safeguard him, tell him don't run, you know, unless you really have to, don't run because we don't want you to get hurt anymore because if we lose you for the season, then, you know, just like any team with a great quarterback, you lose them, your season's pretty much over unless you just got, you know, a, a great <laughs> backup quarterback who, you know, get you there. So You got more than any. I mean, we got Chase Daniels as a backup. So the season's You have the great Chase Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. stealing money from everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, at the point, it's like, oh my yeah, god, NFL Network, yeah, back <laughs> up. Like, jeez, well, shout out to Chase Daniels, man. Uh, let's get on, get to this game, fellas. Yeah. Let's talk about the key, key components to this game. Uh, on offense, Colin. If you guys are going to win this game, what do you say you guys have to be successful at on offense? Um, yeah, great question. I think first and foremost that they have to – I think they just have to protect Justin Herbert and give him a little bit of time. Uh, I don't know. Like, It's a tough question this early in the week because I still don't know who's looking like they could be playing – out mm-hmm. um pipkins back right tackle uh and really kind of settle down that right side of the line um even if even if they don't have mike or keenan or even if they get one of those guys back i think a little bit more uh comfortability on the offensive line can can provide mm-hmm. justin with enough to make plays and and find his Find his guys. So I'm going to say the offense on the side with a close second being just the injury report. Like that's honestly going into the week. Like it really, uh, I think that like the injury report is going to pretty much decide the the result of this game. So there's a chance we might already know how this game is going to go before it even starts. But um, mm-hmm. if you exclude injuries, I'll, I'll say line and protecting Justin is, is my biggest key. Go ahead, Clarence. I mean, uh, it, it's it's the same thing from last week. You know what I'm saying? 
balanced offense. You know, slow down Khalil and um, Van Noy. Mm-hmm. You know, if Bosa's is if if Bosa's not up, it's still you still got to deal with Van Noy and, and Khalil Matt. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like they still there. Derwin James is still coming down in the box constantly. You know what I'm saying? So run the football, get a running game going, work the play action pass, get your deep over routes to clear everything out and work somebody underneath. Like that's that's the keys to it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we got to get Pacheco going early. So this offensive line's got to be stout. Great again. Trey Smith has to have another game like he had last week against Jacksonville. That interior has to have another game. And, you know, the whole offensive line, period, um, has to have another game like they had last week. Blocking, getting Pacheco holes to run through. And Gerald McKinnon using him in the passing game uh, with, the you know, with – screens out of the backfield you know that's going to be key in this game you know that worked last week that helped us get second and short you know third and second third and one like those things are going to be key when it comes to you know third down conversions also what's just like Colin said the injury report is juju playing this week we don't know we don't we don't know how how bad that that concussion is they might keep them out to be precautious because concussions have been a big talking point this year. So they don't want, you know, they might not want to be looked at like, oh, they put Juju back out there. And you saw how he got hit. His whole hands, like, <laughs> cramped up. Like, it, it, it wasn't as bad as Tua, but it was close to it. So that's going to be something. Because Juju, Juju has established himself as our number one wide receiver. Everybody knows Kelsey is the number one weapon, pass catcher. But Juju has been, you know, building that rapport with Mahomes, who he gets open on third downs, and he's good across the middle. So we're going to need MVS. He's going to have to have a big game. Kadarius Toney is probably going to, you know, get more on his plate this week. Is Miko playing this week, you know? Is he going to play this week? That's another thing. So uh, MVS and, and, and Kadarius Toney, it might be crucial this week. And the tight end is Noah Gray and, and Fortson. Those guys are going to be crucial in that middle of the field, getting open and, and opening things up so so Mahomes can operate, you know, and possibly try to get the ball to Kelsey uh, and, and try to get the ball to McKinnon out the backfield. So, like you said, a balanced attack is definitely what we need. But, you know, guys are going to have to step up this week. Mm-hmm. Now – Let's go to the defensive side of the ball, Colin. What do you think the Chargers would have to do on defense to stop this Chiefs offense? Uh, I think, like, I think stopping the run is going to be that, that's something that they've struggled with the entire season. It's gotten a little bit better over the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, I think they actually did play a pretty good game against the run um, on Sunday night against. San Francisco. Now in the box in the box score, it's still going to show they gave up 150 yards. But when you consider uh, how they got yards, they only gave up 2.7 a carry to McCaffrey, mm-hmm. or a carry to Elijah Mitchell. So it it, it, it was good at times, and then it was mediocre uh, for other points of the game. So. 
Uh, I think if you can if you can shut down this Chiefs run game and, and constantly force Mahomes to to convert from third and nine, third and eleven, third and ten, third and eight, I think look that that's going to be probably the best chance you have getting off the field, uh, getting your offense back out there and and keeping fifteen off the field. So shutting down the run game, and then a little side to that it would just be eliminate the big play they've they've gotten beat a lot this season on on home run plays whether it's uh in the air or on the ground um it seems like they've been susceptible to it at times and um they eliminate that and and, and shut down the run i think this defense will you know have, have a very good chance to to shut down this offense go ahead clarence uh, for our defense, I think it – first of all, I'll get Frank back this week. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So there's that. Uh, that pass rush, that defensive line is is going to continue to keep ascending. Um, I think that's to, – to to have to go on the road and play, you know, it's it takes a lot of uh, things to go right. Um, especially with, with this type of environment that it'll be Sunday night. Like this is going to be almost a playoff like atmosphere Sunday night. Um, and so far. Um, so I think uh, defensively being able to get that pressure, cause we, we, we should feel good about the pressure that we was able to get the first time uh, on the back end. I think I, it, it, it depends on, on the back end, you know, who's up and who's down if keenan allen and and, and uh big mike is are up then you know that puts that pressure on the on the secondary because trent didn't get the season the first time mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so trent was out so we we gotta keep an eye on that matchup you know is it gonna be mike or is it gonna be keenan that they put him on you know what i'm saying like interesting to see that matchup but overall for our defense like i think I, I would I would give one A and one B to the secondary and, and the defensive line as the two the two strongest parts of our defense. Not saying that the that Nick Bolton and Willie Gay a slaw by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not saying that they not dope, but I've I've like I've loved what I've seen from the front and how they've been able to get pressure and getting some sacks now out of this defensive front. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, and I'll just piggyback off of that too. Yeah, the front the front uh four is gonna have to get home without blitzing. Um Spags, you know, even though Spags likes to blitz, we need Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Carlos Dunlap, George Carloftis, all those guys. We gotta make life uncomfortable for Justin Herbert. Um, just by rushing four. Um, and then sometimes he'll sprint, you know, let Spag sprinkle in sometimes a rush from, you know, Legereus Need, or, you know, he was even rushing uh, last week, Joshua Williams. He was rushing him off the edge sometimes too. So that's going to be key when he blitzes. They got to get home or get pressure to, you know, make him throw some off throws. These linebackers mm-hmm. are good. Willie Gay is going to be essential in the screen game when, when they give him the ball to Austin Eckler because the first game mm-hmm. he was getting there, mm-hmm. but, he you know, that energy from Willie Gay, sometimes he gets – there too fast and he runs right past the, the, the running back so he's got to calm down a little bit and you know when he dissects the play 
be more cautious and aware, you know, where he's at uh, when he's breaking up a play or something like that. Cause the screen game is going to be essential, mm-hmm. you know, stopping, you know, with this offense, cause the chargers are really good at the screen game. That's what they, a lot of their stuff is at the line of scrimmage. So, and then like you said, Trent McDuffie didn't play. Yeah. They're going to test Trent McDuffie. If Mike Williams is out there, mm-hmm. please believe Mike Williams. There's going to be a play where Mike Williams is on mm-hmm. Trent McDuffie because mm-hmm. the knock on Trent McDuffie is what? It's not that he can't mm-hmm. cover. He's a smaller corner. So what do they always do? They put the big guy on the smaller corner. That's what they did last time. Mm-hmm. They put Mike Williams on Fenton, and Fenton couldn't cover him. Now, I think Trent McDuffie is worlds better than Fenton, mm-hmm. but still, he's going to get tested. Oh, yeah. He get his head around. Yeah, that too. Yeah. But he's he still, he's going to get tested, and, and this is going to be a big game. I'm not sitting here saying that Trent McDuffie is going to go zero. He got to go zero for zero, but he can't give up you know, big play after big play after big play, you know? Yeah. He, and just to add to what you were saying about getting pressed Herbert, you know, I think the the importance of that, that practice report, you know, if Trey Pipkins um, is not playing, you know, you guys will definitely see a lot of, uh, you know, attacking the right side of that line. You know, there's Zion Johnson, the right guard, who's a rookie. Terrell mm-hmm. uh, is a rookie started on Sunday night in place of Trey Pipkins. So yeah, you're looking sure. at yeah. a rookie right tackle mm-hmm. and right guard. So that's something to, to keep an eye on. Uh, you know, keep the injury report this week. Uh, the status of Trey Pipkins, because that could be a big, big game changer if he's not able to go. Yeah, and another thing, uh, Clarence, you know, that will be interesting – is Andrew Wiley going to play this week? He's got an elbow sprain. So will it be Prince, you know, Tega out there mm-hmm. on the right side mm-hmm. this week? And, you know, he played mm-hmm. good last week, mm-hmm. you know, but let's see what he could do this week against Van Oy. Or mm-hmm. you sure, mm-hmm. I'm sure they're going to put Khalil Mack yeah. on their side to test him out too. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that'll be interesting to yeah. see too. If Prince is playing, we'll see yeah. if he can hold up. Because if he can hold up, then that's two-game mm-hmm. sample size, Clarence, and – we might be calling for Wiley's job. <laughs> it might happen. Yeah. Yeah, it might happen. Absolutely. I mean, if he does yeah. good. He you know, he got there and lock it down this week. It's it's yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. Wiley, Wiley might be, be on that. Wiley might be There's on no the bench. Room. <laughs> yeah. Cause you can't you I mean, at that point there's no point in, in trying to go back to Wiley when you 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 competing for stuff. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to lock up a division. You're trying to get number one seed. Like, if the kid is playing and he's playing solid over there and keeping Pat clean, then don't chance it. You know, mm-hmm. Andrew do dumb shit at dumb times. You know, he do he he do he get dumb penalties and I mean just yeah. <laughs> he, he's best as a swing tackle, dog. Like, That's what he just yeah yeah. <laughs> All right, so Colin, what would you say is the key matchup that you're looking at in this game? Great, great question. Uh, I I'm going to say this is probably an underrated one, um, but Corey Lindsley and Chris Jones. I think whenever these two teams play, mm. uh, it's it's a matchup that's not talked about enough, and those are these are two guys at the top of their game. Um, you know, Corey, the, the center for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Chris Jones, obviously, your guys' mm-hmm. stud, D tackle. Um, 
So look, I, when uh, Lindsley went out of the game, too, it was so apparent. I mean, he he sets all the protections for for Justin. So mm-hmm. you know, usually, you know, you'll see. I mean, we we've gotten used to seeing, you know, Philip kind of control all of that at the line of scrimmage, and you, we've seen guys like Peyton do it before, and a lot of these savvy, you know, 10, 12, 15 year veterans that uh, at all, you know, they're, they're kind of going up there and setting the protection and taking care of everything. Well, in this offense, it's Corey Lindsley. And it's so apparent when, when he's not on the field, because that interior pass rush just seems to overwhelm this offensive line. So uh, the one, the one player, man, that I always just like, I hate seeing his name pop up for you guys is, is Chris Jones. He just seems to, wreck games <laughs> in the middle and uh when when uh Lindsley went out in that first game I was at the game uh me and Miles both were actually and I, I looked at my buddy and I'm like it's over man like they're not going to be able to put a drop together um with him not on the field against a guy like Christian so I'm really looking forward to seeing um that interior pass rush you know Chris Jones against uh you know Corey Lindsley and and even uh, our guards, you know, Matt Tyler, Zion Johnson. So, um, not the sexiest matchup, but that's the one that comes to mind for me. The one I'm excited to pay attention to. Uh, for me, it would have to be um, – it's just basically, you know, if, if, if this offense can be consistent for two weeks and be patient – and run the football. I mean that that that's all I'm interested in. You know, can they be patient enough on the on the road to run the football? Because if they can do that, I mean it it changes everything. It changes everything. That I mean that that's that's the missing element to this offense over the past two years for me. It's just been that. So that's what I'm interested in Sunday night. Um, for me, um, uh, I'll probably say this defensive line versus offensive line. Um, can they continue to get pressure? Colin Saunders, Dunlap, Chris Jones. Um, the last time they played the Chargers, like Colin said, when Lindsley was out there, they weren't getting really much penetration. Once Lindsley was out, mm-hmm. that's when mm-hmm. the pressure started coming. So they got they got to be able to do it with mm-hmm. Lindsley on the field. I mean. It is what it is. The best got to beat the best. So mm-hmm. Chris Jones is going to have to give pressure. And what's going to be an interesting matchup is because what they've been doing lately is they've been switching him in and out in on the inside, and they've been putting him on the right side too. So if Pipkins is back, we're going to see if Chris Jones in that matchup is, you know, that's going to be key because they've been like putting Carlo, uh, Carl Loftus on the inside and then they kick Chris Jones on the outside with Dunlap, and they go, you know, they rush four. So okay. let's see that matchup is going to be interesting too. Like they've been doing that a lot as the weeks have been going on, and Chris Jones has looked good. Like last year, he didn't look too good as a right as a as a, uh, a defensive end. This year, he's looked a lot better in you know in you know certain snaps. You know, mm-hmm. not all the time on the right side, but when he went out there. 
He's been pushing dudes into the quarterback. So he's looked a lot better. And that's probably, you know, with him getting reps last year, you know, so he's probably learned a lot from playing on that side, on the end. So <clears throat> that's going to be an interesting man. Where Chris Jones is, is he, you know, is he getting – That NASCAR yeah. package ain't no yeah. joke. Yeah. yeah. him switching out, you know, no inside joke. and outside. You know, can Chris Jones, you know, apply pressure? If he's not getting good pressure on Lindsley, you might see that. You might see them kick him out right and try to get pressure on the on the on the right tackle. So that'll be that's an interesting matchup. My secondary matchup would be, of course, if these receivers are up, you know, Williams, you know, Allen, the yeah. this secondary versus, you know. The, the this uh these receivers because Mike Williams was killing us in the first half he was, he yeah. was smoking us so with, with uh, uh Trent McDuffie with uh Jalen Watson looking better Jerry Sneed you know out there plus uh, uh Joshua Williams who he had a couple of rough plays in the Buffalo game but he's looked he's learned a lot from that game and he's played a whole lot better like. Yeah. These young guys are out there playing really, really well, and they're getting better as time goes on, especially for rookies. And, you know, for this team to trust these rookies, getting rid of Fenton and saying, we're going to put this game in y'all hands because we believe you guys can get better game to game, that's going to be an interesting matchup too because it's definitely yeah. going to be a test for them with a Keenan Allen and a uh, Mike Williams or either or, either either one of them out there. If it's just one of them out there, that's still going to be an interesting matchup. Can they stop them? And the other receiver, uh, Carter, he's no joke either. You know, I see him running past guys all the time. So that's definitely going to be a matchup. And Everett, Everett, Everett is a matchup nightmare with these safeties. Yeah. And actually, I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised no one mentioned what's kind of turned into, like, the marquee matchup every time the team play, and that's uh, Travis Kelsey and Derwin James. I mean, yeah. that's, that's usually the – the the one that the uh, TV analysts always get really excited about, and um, you know, I think was yeah, it was yeah. this year when Derwin uh, like body slammed him there on the goal yeah. line. But, uh, they have a lot of respect for each other. It's cool to see those guys um, yeah. go. Out. Um, so yeah, I thought it was funny that uh, we all because well, because with that matchup, it's like it's give or take. You know what I'm saying? Like Travis yeah. is going to get his sometimes. Darren James is an all pro. He's going to get his on Kelsey. It's going to yep. be nipping to. I don't expect, like, I expect Kelsey's numbers to be anything from, like, I could, I wouldn't be surprised if he had, like, 50 yards and maybe a touchdown. And I wouldn't be surprised if he had, like, 80 to 90 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Like, that's usually his stat line when he plays the Chargers because of Darwin James, when he's healthy, he kind of yeah. gives Kelsey a little bit of problem. We might not see as much of it either as we normally do just because of the amount of injuries everywhere else. And, you know, Derwin is a, is a, a Swiss army knife. So, you know, because of a lot of these other injuries, we might not see him line up um, in more of that traditional safety spot. And I mean, like you guys said, I mean, he could, he'll be on the, on the edge, he'll be in the slot, he'll be all over the place. So that could be a factor too, when it comes to that matchup. Yeah, definitely. Something to look out for, definitely. All right. Let's go ahead and give our score predictions, fellas. What let's, is your what's your score prediction, Colin? All right. I um thought about this one for a few minutes because I knew this was gonna be coming up. And I I'm having a tough time 
I'm having a tough time picking the Chargers, but I am going to pick the Chargers solely based off of my preseason predictions. And I had these two teams splitting their matchups. Um, I thought it was going to go the other way. I thought we would have found a way to, to take week two matchup and probably drop this one. But because it didn't work out that way, I, I do think this this team can put it together um, and beat beat the Chiefs. Um, so, man, I, I think it's going to be a crazy game. I, I really think this is going to be another overtime game for the Chargers. But – I'm going to take the Chargers 31 to 28 in overtime. Close game. Uh, Dicker, the kicker, going out there for a game winner. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Man. But, yeah, I'm going to go 31 28 Chargers in uh, a game that makes everyone's hands a little sweaty. What you got, Clarence? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna call I'm gonna call 2823 Chiefs. Oh man, listen, you need to stop with that man, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say 2823 Chiefs. Yeah, that's what I'm calling. He, he he be on some man, listen. I, I don't I'm be on nothing. Man. Every time we come to score Go predictions, ahead, you be acting like you be scared to nah, get yeah, you do. What you what you what you got? <laughs> nah, nah, bro, because sometimes it just don't be looking right, bro. Like I'm not gonna pump fake and get give y'all something fake, so it just be hard sometimes. I hear you. I'm going 31-24. Chiefs. I think it's gonna be tight. Fourth quarter. Patrick Mahomes gets the ball with a minute left. He marched down the field, gets a touchdown, game winner. Everybody goes home. Well, all Chiefs fans go happy. <laughs> See, that, that's that's the thing. I, I I'm torn on like I don't know if somebody gonna jump out to a big lead just straight out the gate or not. Like I don't. I don't think so. Either. That's the I thing. I'm, I'm curious I, about who I, finds I think it it's quick. Gonna be, I think it's gonna be like one of those like quarter for quarter. Like okay, it look like the Chargers is looking good. Mm-hmm. And then the, okay, the Chargers, the Chiefs are taking mm-hmm. lead, and then it's, it's, it's gonna be nip and tuck. And then it's gonna be the fourth quarter. It's gonna be 24-24. And then for, oh, cut out. And then boom. Oh, we lost. And then boom. Mm-hmm. We're gonna win the game. Yeah. It's, it's, it ain't gonna be no joke. Oh, he's back. Yeah. That, that guy's like, excellent. That was a, that, that's an easy one. Like they they lost to the to the 49ers. You know what I'm saying? And that that was so close. You know what I'm saying, but for them not to be able to. That's why. Give one second. I was kind of hoping y'all. I was kind of hoping y'all beat the Forty ers so you guys wouldn't come in here. You know, <laughs> off of the loss. I want you guys to come in here after a win. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I was hoping we'd at least. Uh, you know, if you, you beat the Niners, then this game means a little, a little bit more because it's like, you know. Chargers win, it could be tied with the tiebreaker being also one apiece. So, uh, yeah, the not winning this week hurts a lot, but um, like at this point, I think most Charger fans would gladly give up on the division just to get into the playoffs, um, mm-hmm. especially with just how the season's gone so far. Yeah, because if you guys, like I said, if you guys get healthy, you know, even if you know. Whoever wins this game, um, if you guys get healthy towards the end and start racking up these wins, especially going into play, if you healthy and hot going in with momentum, 
going into the playoffs with this AFC. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, the Dolphins look like they can win it. The Bills, even though they look down, you know, they've been, you know, Josh hasn't looked too good. I still believe the Bills are going to be right there. You know, I'm not going to sit up here yeah. and just discount the Bills. They're just going through a little turmoil right now. But, you know, every team goes through their little turmoil during the season. And then once the playoffs sure. come, they look like a playoff team again. So, um, it's it's tight. It's a it's a tight AFC. It's not like the NFC where you can be like, oh, it's the Eagles and maybe the Vikings and you know maybe you know maybe the Cowboys. You know, other than that, you know the NFC is pretty much easy to pick out. Okay, that team probably going to win the Super Bowl. It's probably going to be the Eagles or the Vikings. Hey, but well, let me ask you. Let me ask you guys this: Who would you guys say um, would be the the team year to year consistently? Who scares you guys the most? Uh, I mean, when, when you guys when you guys see the schedule announced in April, you go on, you check it. What? I mean, because we've talked about this on our podcast, we're like, man, we feel like we play the Chiefs better than anybody. Like yeah. the, the most consistent, the most competitive, uh, down to the wire. So, I, who? I mean, who? Who are you guys kind of like intimidated by a little bit, or just? never really like anxious to to meet up with um honestly i mean i would say you guys when you guys are full strength and healthy i'm definitely not like looking at you guys like oh we're gonna you know roll over the chart like no you guys are the one team in our division where i don't look forward to playing because i know it's gonna come down to just like last year came down to the wire both games man it took overtime for us to uh, 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 Kelsey, you know, a miraculous play, him shaking a few dudes and winning the game because I thought yeah. we were about to lose that game. I honestly thought we were about to lose, and and they pulled it out. So I would say you guys, the other Buffalo, when Buffalo's like right, yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't discount Buffalo. You know, sure. Josh, Josh Allen is a top tier quarterback, and their defense is really good. Their yeah. defense is really good. Um, this year. Only because of the, their, their defense is actually not bad, but only because of those receivers in in Miami with Tyreek Hill and you know we know Tyreek, we are we both know how Tyreek. Is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tyreek Hill and Waddle and Gasecki, and now they got a running game with Jeff Wilson. It's like that team, you know, it, as long as Tua don't mess it up, he don't have to be uh, Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. As long as he's getting the ball to those weapons. And they got a, a an efficient running game. They're a threat, you know. And that's a team that no team really wants to play because you don't want to play against those receivers. Because not just Hill, but Waddle is just as fast as Hill. Like, yeah, <laughs> those those guys are species out there. So you don't to game plan against those guys. Man, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. Now. Because the, the Ravens, like the Ravens, are a formidable team. I'm not taking none away from the Ravens. I like Lamar, I like Lamar Jackson. I think yeah. he's a playmaker, but it's just that they don't scare me because they don't have a receiver that scares me. They have no receiver that scares. He scares me. He can break the game open, but they have no receiver that scares me. So yeah, if we shut down the run on them, it's like they're out of here. The Jets, I don't believe in Zach Wilson. So their defense is really good, but he he can throw us like three picks and they lose the game, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'm not scared of the Jets. Um, yeah, it it it'll be you guys, Bills, Dolphins. 
Okay. Just like yeah. those would be the three teams that in the play. If we're going into play, the Bengals, I give the Bengals their their kudos too because if they have full strength, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, uh, Tyler Board, those are three number one receivers on one team. Like <laughs> I'm scared of all three of those guys right there. Mixing in the backfield, forget about it. Like yeah, you, know, you get that guy going. So yeah, Bengals is right there too. You yeah. know. Though it, 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 like I said, it's a tight AFC. <laughs> yeah, and, and like what you said a little bit ago, of just like, dude, all you have to do is just get into the dance. I mean, um, and, and you guys know just from like going to the Super Bowl and also coming up short. You know, home field advantage is nice, but it's not. It it, it doesn't guarantee you anything. You know, mm-hmm. just because you know the the playoffs run through Arrowhead. I mean. Look, the Bengals came in and, and like stunned you guys last year. No one can do it. Like yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, from our our standpoint, it's like, man, let's just get healthy, uh, make a run, get in. Um, you know, I think at this point, people are like, the division is is kind of slipping, and a big win this this week would help. But I mean, you're still talking about being a game back on the Chiefs and. I feel like unless you're at least neck and neck with them, um, you know, you're, you're just, you're two, three, four steps behind this. You, you guys got a, a solid team and it just seems like, you know, you guys find ways to win the close games week yeah. in and week out. And that's, I think that's what's really kind of hurting the chargers right now. But yeah, man, I'm excited. Uh, I'm really excited to see the the injury reports come out. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, we'll, we'll know a lot more about uh, how this matchup's going to go down when when those uh, start coming out. Yeah, because we could be going. You guys could be coming in with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and we could be without Juju and Miko Harmon. So right. <laughs> so Kadarius Tony, and you know. You know, um, MVS will be very important this week. You know, Kadarius Tony looked good, you know, last week. See if they can add more to him. And will he add an element to a, you know, to the game that you guys, you know, haven't seen yet, you know, because he's an unknown to right. you guys. You've never yeah. faced him, you know. So yep. that's a great point. So <clears throat> before I get you out of here, who's your MVP right now? Uh, for the AFC? Just period, uh, league wide. Uh, league wide. Oh gosh, man. Uh, I'll probably give it to Mahomes, man. Um, I'm trying to think if, if, unless I'm missing really anyone else, uh, I'd probably say Mahomes. Um, I think, I think Josh Allen could, could come on strong and, and make a strong case for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other guy, man, is Tom, Tom freaking Brady. Uh, I think he's still top five in passing yards. Um, and uh, yeah, man. So, but I'll say, I'll say Mahomes for now. Um, I really haven't been paying attention to that, that race very, mm-hmm. very much. But, uh, you know, two has also played a great, great first half. Um, I Who's think that? he get some credit for sure. Um, yeah. But I think. Mahomes is that guy, and uh, you know he's just having another Mahomes year. So it's kind of hard to, to, you know, if there was another person that were that was just lighting it on fire, mm-hmm. um, you know, Gino. I've seen Gino get some love. He's some my position. he's my he's my comeback player of the year. Yeah, I I could I could definitely rock with that. But 
Yeah, man, look, like everyone knows, man, it's it's no secret. The the West runs through Mahomes, the AFC runs through Mahomes, and um, you know, he, he should, you know, like I said a little bit ago, you know, him, Herbert, Allen, Burrow, that should be your uh MVP pool to pick from for the next five to ten seasons, really. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. I'd add Tyreek Hill into the MVP race because he's about to – he might eclipse uh, the receiving record. <laughs> he's my he's my offensive player of the year right now. Yeah, sure. most definitely. Yeah, him and, yeah. Him, and, him and Justin Jefferson are like – Oh, guess. dude, yeah. I have, I have Jay Jettas on my, on my fantasy team, and oh, my gosh, it's it's amazing, man. Yeah, that, kid, that kid is like the second coming of Odell. Like, his game reminds me of Odell so much. It's the catches he make and the way he plays his game. He's like another Odell out there. So, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, Carla, man. It was good having you on again, brother. Hey, man. Yes, May the best team win on Sunday. You know, yes, good, good luck for the rest of the season. Hope you guys make it into the playoffs. Yeah. Hey, we, we appreciate you having us on. Um, and uh, we'll have to do this again either mm-hmm. for uh, whenever we do like off season previews for teams or, mm-hmm. um, you know, next year when, when the games roll around too. So yeah, man, we, we love coming on and, and talking ball and uh, yeah, just appreciate you having us on. No problem, man. No problem. You have a good one, brother. All right. Take care, buddy. All right, Chiefs Kingdom. It looks like Clarence is not going to be able to make it back in. Probably having some issues, you know, technical difficulties there. So go ahead and close this thing out. If you are a first-time listener and you want to just listen to the audio of Arrowhead Chief Podcast, you can go on any streaming platform that holds, you know, podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Breaker, Anchor. If you go on those platforms, you can find Arrowhead Chief Podcast, all the episodes from the, the recent ones to the past ones. You go back and listen to the past episodes. Um, also, you go to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the YouTube channel, um, hit that subscription button, hit that notification button. Um, also, if you um, want to follow us on any uh, social media platforms, you can go to all social media websites, whether it be Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. You can follow us at AH Chief Podcast, and we will follow you back. We will follow you back because our motto here is uh, we're not Hollywood. We are fans just like you guys. Um, we we fans just like you guys. We're regular people. If you want to give us feedback, critiques, we're here to listen to your critiques. We want to give you guys the best uh chiefs podcast content that we can give you um so give us feedback critiques talk to us nice don't you know you ain't gotta be rude about it but you know definitely just you know give us a a holler got any questions anything y'all want us to bring up um we'll definitely you know uh you know look at your question and and try to bring it up you know in, in in the live stream so hope you guys have a good rest of your week um Hope you guys are ready for Sunday night football. Let's get this dub. Go Chiefs.